What's up, man? What's going on, man? How's it going? Going good. Just hanging out in the man cave, watching the calves. What's going on with you? Just chilling, man. Just chilling. Everybody, welcome in episode two of the Dynasty Football Dominators Friday Night Edition. We are uh, we got a special episode for you tonight. We're going to talk some rookies, talk a little one hundred and one, and then talk a little player versus the pick. But uh, anything special happened for you today, man? Any news we need to discuss? Um, no, nothing I can think of. Um, I did see something interesting the other day. I saw where the Eagles. Did you see where they ran like a fake walkthrough at the Super Bowl because they were afraid the Patriots were watching them? Genius. That's all I can say. <laughs> like, how bad is that whenever that opposing team thinks that they're getting spied on so they run a fake walkthrough? I love it. Doug Peterson is a genius. You're correct. It really is, man. Perfect season for him, and that's how you finish it. Fake walkthrough. I love it. Yeah, man. Uh, but, yeah, I got nothing – got shot down on a couple trades today but that's nothing new so we can just get into some rookies we love man so why don't you get us started off who's your first guy you want to talk about all right i don't want to we're getting ready to do a mock draft um i know you got the 103 so i feel like i'm gonna say this name that's you're gonna take 103 and i'm i'm gonna miss him at 104 but i'm gonna go ahead and talk about him i want to talk about sony michelle okay i love this dude he didn't get a lot of work at Georgia behind Nick Chubb. He was kind of like their change of pace, third down back. But the man has great vision. Um, I watched some tape today, and his patience is just NFL level. Like, he'll just wait for the hole to develop, and then he just explosively hits the hole. Like, he looks like an NFL running back to me. And to top it all off, a lot of knocks on all these running backs going into the NFL is the pass blocking ability. But, man, I saw him straight up lay out multiple linebackers in film. So that's not a knock on Sonny Michelle. So I just think he's an all-around great A-plus talent. And I think if he goes to the right spot, he's going to be a steal at the 103. Yeah, I like Sonny Michelle, man. He's pretty exciting. I uh, actually am not going to take him at 103. I'll, uh, I'll talk about that guy a little yes. bit later, but – I'm just going to take the easy route and talk about Darius Geis because that's just, you know, that's my guy at LSU and everything. And I know there's a lot of people out there who just think there's a huge gap between Saquon and Geis, but that's just not the case for me. Obviously, I, I do agree that Saquon is a one-on-one, but I think it's really close, man. Darius Geis had a bad season last year because he played hurt. Played hurt all season. He got hurt very early. But if you go back to 2016 – he split in the backfield with Leonard Fournette, and we, we all know he's pretty good. He went fourth in the real-life NFL draft. This guy had 1,300 yards and 15 touchdowns splitting carries with an injured Leonard Fournette. And this is on, like, 180 carries. This guy just absolutely wrecked college football. So when he's healthy and he's right and he lands in a good spot, which I think any spot is a good spot for him because he's just good at football, this guy's going to show people that he should have been in the discussion for 101. That's my hot take of the day. Ooh, I like it. Yeah, I I agree with you there. I think it's I think they're kind of in the same tier together. I don't think Saquon's in a tier by himself. I think Saquon and Geis are in that first tier. Uh, if you look back to last year, I mean Dalvin Cook was the runaway 101 and you saw how like the combine can change all that. So I'll agree with that. Like I wouldn't be surprised if if Geis, you know, uh, makes it a lot closer, or even goes one hundred and one in some of the drafts. 
Um, the next guy I have up is going to be Ronald Jones, um, Rojo, the dude from USC. I just don't think he got a lot of opportunity at USC. Uh, he was playing behind a really shoddy line as well. He was getting blown up in the backfield. Uh, I watched some tape, and I was, it was like half the time that there was a defender in the backfield as he got the ball, and he still like shook defenders. And I think he averaged almost six yards a carry uh, his senior year. And he's got similar size to Sony Michelle. Uh, the difference in him is he's a sprinter. So he's got a massive lower body strength. It's really nice that he's got that one cut move. And if you miss him, if you make one mistake on Ronald Jones, you might as well just watch him do his touchdown dance because that dude is gone. He's got breakaway speed. I've seen comparisons to like a Jamal Charles type. I think they were clocking him at like four two nine, if I'm not mistaken. So yeah, it's going to be really interesting to watch him at the combine. I want to see that speed you know, documented at the combine because if he runs a two nine, a four two nine at the combine, he's gonna be right up there in that one oh three conversation in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, he's a home run hitter, man, for sure. I want to see what he does at the combine too, but I agree he didn't get a lot of opportunities and that's probably why that production's not even crazier. But speaking of the combine, this guy's gonna break it and he's getting a lot of hype right now on Twitter, so I hate to say his name. Uh but it's Kalen Balaj. I have a lot of questions about him. Like I'm not, I'm really not sure if he can run between the tackles because the production is terrible. But I'm gonna make a comparison that is there shouldn't be any comparison here, but I'm gonna do it anyway because it's our show. Uh, Kalen Balaj in college didn't produce. Neither did Tyree Kill. There was a lot of doubts about. I know this; they have nothing to do with each other. But that there's a lot of doubts around Kalen Balaj because he didn't do it. I think it's just because the opportunity wasn't there. And when you give the guy the opportunity, if he goes to a good spot, which he will, because he's probably going to be a fourth or fifth round pick, he's going to land in a spot. And I think he could absolutely wreck it, man. Because I don't think he's going to be David Johnson, but he could be a poor man's version because he's got that that ability. And the pass catching production actually was there in college. So I like him a lot. Uh, I hope he doesn't creep into the first round because I don't think I could draft him there. But second round, I'm all in. You know who Kalen Balaj did produce against? I watched Who's that, that Texas Tech game. Yes. He scored eight touchdowns against yes. Texas Tech. Yes. Oh, my. Oh. Tell him when he got the chance, that was actually he, my he last, did it. That was actually my last guy to talk about, so you kind of stole him from me. So I'll go on to my next guy. Um, I'm going to talk a little wide receiver here in this running back deep class. I like James Washington. Well, okay. that's my guy, bro, so we can oh, just end it here. <laughs> all right, you stole my guy, and I stole yours. Dude is – I've been watching highlights of him all day, and I, it's getting me hot and bothered, to be quite frankly. I mean, dude has arms longer than I don't know what. Okay, that's He's it. got hands. Like, it's – he's just a phenomenon. Like, the ultimate deep threat. That If I had three words to describe him, it would be ultimate deep threat. I mean, I think he's going to blow up the combine as well, man. And if there's any wide receiver that I'm willing to take in the first round this year in this running back heavy class, it's probably going to be James Washington. It's not going to be Calvin Ridley for me. you have anything else to add on James Washington? Uh, that's my 103. And oh. I think he is a fucking stud. And it's like you said, you brought up his arms. He's 5'10". I guarantee you his arms are longer and his hands are bigger than – Cortland Sutton's or Alden Tate's, one of the two. 
like he play he's five ten five eleven, but he plays at a six four level. Like it's, he has a my ball mentality. He won the Belitnikoff Award, and everybody except for Justin Blackman that wins that award is good. Uh, and I don't think he'll be any different. And I hope he goes to the Cowboys. That's all I got to say. That would be perfect. Totally agree, man. I love him. I'm glad I know what your one of three is now, so I can yeah. prepare for yeah. that. Yeah, you can go ahead and write him down because that's where he's going. <laughs> Um, but speaking of rookie picks, I thought before we got to player versus the pick, we would talk a little one oh one and just just hypothetically like what kind of package would you put together if you were trying to go get one oh one? Something interesting I saw the other day on Twitter is someone gave up Mike Evans for the one oh one. That that's what I said. I was like that's interesting because uh, right now, the ADP for Saquon Barkley is the 112, and Mike Evans is at, like, 1-9. So, in theory, that's mm-hmm. pretty close. But knee-jerk reaction is, like, there's no way I'd give up Mike Evans. But if you have a team with, you know, Mike Evans and Antonio Brown and Diggs and Corey Davis, and you just have – you just went zero RB – then I could see someone doing absolutely that because, I mean, Saquon could be a once in a every ten year back. So something like that's been interesting to me. Um, as far as like a package deal, I've seen a lot of deals where you know you're getting like the the one hundred three, the one hundred five, and then kind of like a Tariq Cohen type. Um, so something like that would be what I would probably package together to try and get the one hundred one. I think that's yeah. Even. I think that's about right. I would probably, if I was the one selling the one hundred one, I would pretty much be looking for anything involving one hundred two. And if it didn't have one hundred two, I'd probably want three first because that's the price tag that that I see all over Twitter. So that's what I would be. Pass the ball, man. All right, welcome into the last segment of the Dynasty Football Dominators. We're having to work around some difficulties tonight. Still with us, Andrew. I am still here cussing out J.R. Smith from my television set. That does not surprise me. He's uh, pretty easy to cuss out most games. Yeah, he is. He is. I live with it. What's the next guy you got for us on uh, player versus the pick? I have maybe one of the most polarizing offseason running backs this year. Tariq Cohen. Okay. Fuck. He's on my list too, man. Damn. I didn't send you the show sheet, right? (laughs) What is it? I didn't send you the show sheet, right? Like you're just No, you didn't. We're just picking all the same guys. These are the guys I want to know about. Like I agree. Because I'm trying to acquire Tariq Cohen in all my leagues right now, so I want to know what I should pay for him. I paid two oh two oh three, two oh four, something like that, and Zay Jones for Cohen about a month ago. Um I think right now he's worth Probably an early second. I think that's pretty fair to buy or sell. Um, I would, if I if it was a twelve league, I would probably even give up like one eleven or one twelve, which some people might like scoff at at the time. Your league mates might talk shit to you, but in six months, you could talk that shit right back. That's exactly what I was thinking. Is the one eleven or one twelve? Because as I'm looking at uh, mock drafts, you know, guys like. Rashad Penny are creeping in to the first round. And 
Tariq Cohen is better than these guys creeping into the back half of the first round, in my opinion. 100%. Like, they have the new offensive coordinator. They got the new head coach. I think that's going to help the team out tremendously. Um, Actually, he's – the Bears have paid a higher draft capital for Tariq Cohen than they did for Jordan Howard. So, I think they're going to use – like, I don't understand why people have been putting him on the back burner. All you have to do is watch the first, what, three or four games last year, and you know this guy's electric. At the worst, he's going to be a Tevin Coleman-type player and get the third down work. And if they're down in the game, he's going to get the passing role work because Jordan Howard cannot catch the ball. So I think he's a locked and loaded flex play for sure. And that, to me, is worth a late a late first round. To, uh, to me, he's got, like, the easiest player comp, like, ever. And it's, it's Darren Sproles. Like, his ceiling is a Darren Sproles type. Uh, you know, the best seasons of the year. He, he had top five seasons, and I think Tariq Cohen probably can't get there because I still like Jordan Howard, but his ceiling is easily a top 15 back if you're playing PPR. He's going to get the snaps this year. They're going to be in a better situation with that new coordinator, which brings me to Jordan Howard. He was next on my list. I also like Jordan Howard a lot. I think they can be the new Freeman and Coleman where you have two top 20 backs flourishing together. Yeah, I agree with that. I think the Bears are going to make a giant leap forward this year. Um, I look, I don't look for them to lose nearly as much as they did this year. So I would, I'd kind of pay up a little bit for Jordan Howard right now. Um, with the Tariq Cohen talk, he's kind of getting pushed aside. People are kind of forgetting about Jordan Howard. I'd give up a mid first for Jordan Howard any day Easy. for sure. Like not even think twice about it. I'd give up the one hundred five for Jordan Howard. Easily. I think you could probably buy him for less than that from some people, but I think that's fair as a mid-first. But I would probably start around 108 if I had it and maybe add a, a lower-end guy on top of it. But people are definitely down on him, man. He's produced on bad teams two years in a row, like just killing it, even though he is a little bit boom-bust. If you, if you like stabilize that offense a little bit and just get some more first downs, I really hope they get Jarvis. He could be – a backdoor top six running back maybe. I mean, he could squeeze in there where Melvin Gordon's been finishing the last two years. He could easily do that. So I would pay a mid-first all day. Totally agree, man. Um, I'm going to talk about another running back. This guy is who I believe – I'm going to put my early stamp in this offseason as the most overpaid running back this next year's draft. It's a guy, Kenyon Drake. What do you think about Kenyon Drake? I think he was on my list, too. Um, I would probably pay – I really don't know what the fuck to think about Kenny and Drake, to be honest with you. Exactly. <laughs> um, I was going to throw out, like, an early second, late first, but, like, I really don't know. It, it could be – I mean, there's probably some people out there that think he's worth a mid-first. There's probably some people that wouldn't pay a late second for him because you just don't know. I mean, he's been there for a couple of years, and he didn't do shit. Um and even they were splitting carries with Damian Williams when he was healthy. So that's kind of – that makes me skeptical, man. So I don't really know. I'd probably pay a late first for him, though, if I had maybe multiple picks. So is Damian Williams gone? Uh, is he going to be a free agent? I, I don't know, man. I could see them signing somebody like Frank Gore or DeMarco Murray, though. And if they do that, see, was, then he's fucked. I was wondering if they would go running back in the draft, maybe like a, like a third or fourth round pick. Think about a Shad Penny and a, a Kenyon Drake. 
something like that, a bigger body, you know yeah. what I mean? Exactly. That could work. So that would be – I mean, I'm sure he, he has a lot of PPR upside because he was really good catching passes. I remember watching him catch a wheel route and, like, my jaw dropped. But still, it takes you that long to get on the field. I got to question you a little bit. And he has a slider frame. But I don't know, man. We could see. If they don't draft anybody, he could be a steal in startups. Who else you got, man? This guy, I'm pretty curious to see what you think. Uh, it's Hunter Henry. What do you think about him? The long forgotten Hunter Henry. I remember last year this time, he was the hotness. He was the tight end to own because Antonio Gates was on his last leg and Hunter Henry was coming off that great back end of the season the year before. I still I still believe in Hunter Henry. Um, I wish Antonio Gates would step aside and retire so he could get the spotlight. But it's, he's coming off an injury, correct? Does, didn't he have, like, a lacerated kidney or something? Yeah, he had a Keenan Allen. Like, what is in the water in Los Angeles? Very, very bad drugs. Very bad drugs. I mean, what the hell? Like, I'd never heard of that until Keenan Allen. And then two, like, on the same team, two dudes got a lacerated kidney. It's unbelievable, man. Anyway. Chargers are just – they've been fucked for years. It's unreal. Don't understand, but I I do like Hunter Henry. Um, I would probably pay this this class. Well, we got Andrews. Um, the is he the Oklahoma tight end? Yeah, he's my second favorite. Really? Yeah, that's that's the only tight end that I that I really Dallas love. Goddard. Um, so if you need a tight end, I'd be willing to pay. Uh. Probably like the 107, 106 for Hunter Henry. Is that crazy? No, that's that's the sweet spot right there. I I would actually, I would pay that. I don't think you would have to pay that much, so. But I'd be willing to. Uh, I think some people are down on him. I think Gates is gone. He's a free agent. He got the touchdown record. Like just, just go home, bro. Yeah. And even if he doesn't go home, like if you want to make the playoffs and you want to stop being mediocre, you need to play your best players. And Hunter Henry is clearly better. So hopefully they they realize that and. Just put him on the field all the time. Totally agree. I'm going to go right into another tight end real quick. Let's do it. Um, let's talk about David Njoku. Whew, my boy. Uh, I love David Njoku. What are you willing to give up for David Njoku? I think most people that are not just in love with him would probably sell him for an early second. I think that's where I would start. Oh, I would start Ooh. there. and uh, I would. That. I would pay up to – I would pay the same for David Njoku that I would pay for Hunter Henry. That might be a hot take, but I don't think I would have to. But if it came down to it, I was tight and needy. The rest of my team was solid. I believe in him that much. Even without a quarterback, I believe in him that much. Uh, that's just – I mean, he's my Abby on Twitter. Can't really say much <laughs> else. So uh, what do you think about that? Is that a hot take? Uh, I, hey, I agree, man. David Njoku is a freak athlete. Okay, last year, if you would have said that, I mean, that's where he was going in the drafts last year. So, and he just kind of fell off the map, and it's not his fault that the Browns sucked last year. He, I think, he didn't get targets like Evan Ingram, man. He, he had like 40 targets. Meanwhile, Ingram has like 110. Yeah, and he dropped half yeah. of it. <laughs> so, like, Evan Ingram dropped half of his People targets. don't talk about that, man. He had a terrible catch rate. Terrible. I know David Njoku's out here lighting it up. Oh, but God. I'm, up I'm glad Dylan's not in here, man. He loves Evan Ingram. That's uh, 
Oh, God. Give me Njoku. All day. Okay. Rank the rookie tight ends from last year. Well, I know what I just said, but I have to put Ingram number one just based off production. Then I would go Njoku Howard. Uh, Shaheen Everett, if you want to go that far. I'm sorry, Shaheen Smith, if you want to go that far. Yeah, George, what about Kittle? I'm kind of out on Kittle. I don't know. You're out on Kittle? I, I like his athleticism, but I feel like they're going to bring in so many weapons there that I just don't know if there's going to be enough room for him to be just consistent. I think he'll flash every now and then for sure. I gotcha. See, I was I was kind of high on Kittle, and then I remember the offense that they ran whenever he was in uh, Atlanta, and I was high on Austin Hooper, and then they didn't use him enough. So I feel like that's kind of going to be Kittle. He's going to have a couple big games, but he's not going to be a consistent fantasy tight end, in my opinion. So I agree with you there. Right. I agree, man. Um, if we don't get cut off, I think this will be our last one, and it's going to be a special one because it's somebody we both hate. Superflex, Tom Brady. Oh, man. Oh, dude. Okay, this can't be our last one now since we went to Superflex. But okay. I'll talk about Tom Brady as much as I hate to. Man, he's 40 years old. I'm not I'm not giving up that much for a 40-year-old quarterback. It's okay. hard to. Call me crazy, but okay, I'm going to say this. I'd rather have Mitch Trubisky than Tom oh, Brady. That's not a hot take at all. He's okay, fucking good. 20 Thank years you. younger. <laughs> Okay, I was, but he didn't do anything. A lot of people were down on Mitch Trubisky. They probably um, are, but he's still twenty years younger. Like, I, this might be a hot take. I, well, I, I won't said I would take Kaiser over Brady, but I won't go that far. Dude, I was just thinking the same thing. <laughs> I won't I go that far. The same thing. <laughs> yes, it might be a stretch, but I'm, I'm close. Like, I still believe in Kaiser. That's probably a. a Really hot take, but but man, he's going in like the third round in super flexes, though. Yeah, what that's the hell? why. I'll tell you why? what, though, man. If if I had Brady, I'm, I want a first. It might be late, but I want a late first. That's that's what I'm gonna. I'm not gonna sell him unless I get that. And if I'm buying him, I'm I'm never paying a first for him. Unless, I think if you can wait on Brady and get someone who's going for like a playoff run and they just really need a quarterback, exactly. Selling for a 19 first in the middle of the season to a contender. One year rental. And then yep. you're, you're golden because you're going to get a great receiver. I like that strategy. Who's our last totally. one in the Super Flex, man? Bring us home. Okay. My boy. He just got traded to the Yankees, so that kind of throws a little shade on everything. Russell Wilson. <sighs> That's my boy. That was uh, the only bright spot of my home league dynasty team this year. Um, I would – Super Flex, right? Yep, Superflex. I think he's worth 101. Exactly. I was I was just thinking the same thing. I have the 101 in a Superflex. And shout out to the Russell Wilson owner. If you want to trade me Russell Wilson for the 101, I will accept. Straight up. All day. Like, just for each other. I would do, just, I no, don't need to add any pieces. Absolutely. Yep, that's it. I love Russell Wilson. He is a – how old is he? Maybe 26, 27. Dude is an elite quarter. I, I'm pretty sure I have him as – he's either my one or my two. Um, oh, he's, he's my right? one for sure. I'm he's my one. Sure he's my one, and Aaron Rodgers is my two. Yeah, I, I, I don't blame anybody for having Rodgers first, but I'm, I'm going to take Russ, man. I, th- I think – I mean, look what he did this year. I'm sorry, he's 29. Okay, so that's 
We'll get that straight. He's twenty nine. He looks like he looks like he's twenty four though. He's he does. He's aging well. <laughs> Cam's twenty eight, by the way. So th- damn, these guys are they're growing up on this man. But I mean, you're still gonna get at least eight more years of Russell Wilson. And even if his scrambling ability goes away, he's such an underrated passer, man. Especially those <laughs> those touch passes, like twenty or thirty yards. Like he's other than Drew Brees, I don't know if anybody's better at those than him. And he, he's a risk taker, man. He'll chunk it deep all day. Like, I love Russell Wilson, man. And I love Doug Baldwin, but let's be honest. He's never had the best wide receivers either. Sammy Watkins. I could, oh, I, oh I, I put goodness. Sammy Watkins on anybody's team, and he's great. Ooh. But if you put him on Russell Wilson's team, you will, you will learn how good Sammy Watkins is. I, I hope that day comes. That would be awesome. Uh, I would. Uh, that's all I would watch. I would quit watching porn and just watch Russell Wilson throw to Sammy Watkins there. I, uh, that'd be... I, that would, I might have to leave the Saints as a fan if that happened because that, <laughs> that would just would be, be, really it'd be too much, man. That was, that was too hot of a take. I wouldn't leave the Saints, but I would definitely like the Seahawks. <laughs> but uh, if you got anything else, man, let's, uh, we'll wrap it up here with this last part. If you got anything else you want to talk about. I got nothing else, man. That's yeah, man. Show. I think it was a pretty good show. Next episode should be the mock draft. Uh, we'll see how long it takes me to upload this shit right here. But uh, follow me at Dynasty Studs with a Z and Andrew at Wacky Pappy, and we'll holler at you next time. Yeah, leave us some feedback. Let us know what you think. Appreciate it.